let us stand on our feet. Tuimine kubigere bia fe. Mchitabe choku bikurirwa. Esure soko linyiri kuminanya. Let us begin with verse 12. Watsa nikire kuminyiri kuminabiri. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being tired, I saw seven golden candles. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet like unto the fine, like, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. And his voice is the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. Amen. Let us pray again. Heavenly Father, once again I ask you that you be the preacher. May you take this vessel so needy Lord God and use it Father. Speak through the lips of clay that your people will hear from you not from a human Granted Father for we know that is your will that you, you are the teacher to your people but using uh, human, uh, human vessels in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. Uh, we started on the sevenfold glory of Jesus Christ, of the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, when he appeared to John, John describes him uh, in seven ways. He describes his hair, describes his feet, describes his, star, his uh, tongue, his voice and all these uh, characteristics have meaning. And that is how Jesus will appear on the day of judgment. Amen. Amen. He showed him how he will look like. We saw his hair 
as white as snow. We have already seen that. We said white hair was not a sign of an old man. Because God does not age. It was a sign of wisdom. Uh, wisdom. Magezi. Even the judges, Nabalamuzi. they wear white wig. Wigi to show that they are wise. They, they are full of wisdom. Magezi. Uh, to give uh, a, a just uh, judgment. So that's why Jesus appeared with white hair. Nothing shall be able to escape his uh, uh, experience and his wisdom. And then we saw his uh, 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 we saw his eyes as fire. We saw those eyes. They are able to look into every heart. And see every content that is there. And discern every act. And discern every thought. And every spirit. And none shall be able to escape him. On the day of judgment, we saw even those flaming eyes right now. We are going around the world recording the acts, recording the thoughts, recording the words. So on that day, Jesus will not need to uh, ask uh, exhibits and the witnesses he has recorded there is nothing you, one will be able to hide from him it will be very terrible for any person standing before Jesus throne. Live alone the judgment. Live alone the condemnation. But uh, just to stand before him. That's why the Bible says. Mountain. I mean uh, people will run. And they will cry to the mountain. That they fall on them Zibagwire. to cover them from his presence. It will be dreadful just to look at him. The very conviction, the very uh, uh, of, uh, yeah, of sin, because no man that does not know. No man uh, doesn't know who he is. You know who you are. And on that day you shall not be able to hide yourself. 
Today human beings hide. Even as I speak right now. Here are people who are guilty of very dirty things. But they are hiding. They are hiding under a cloak of hypocrisy. Because no one knows them. No one has seen them. When they were doing whatever they did. But on that day. You shall not be able to hide. Everything that is hidden will be brought to light. And no sin shall go and punish. On that great day. That's why the Bible says Blessed is the man Whose sins are forgiven. It is a blessed thing. To have your sins forgiven. To know that you are justified. And on that day. You'll be on the side of Jesus. Seated with him. As a fellow judge. And that is if truly your sins have been forgiven. And they are under the blood. They are not remembered. You are justified. Before God you never sinned. To he will look at you the way he saw you in eternity. Before even sin was made. Before the devil, the author of sin, even was created. God saw you as a child. And although you died, you did so many wrongs. But you came to him genuinely and honestly. You repented and he forgave you and justified you and washed away every sin stain. And you are back to him the way you were. His mind in eternity. So blessed is such a person. And at that day, you are in Jesus Christ. You are his body. His body was punished. It already covered our chastisement. And now you are hiding the same body. And God cannot punish sin twice. That will not be just. Why the bride will not be judged is because she is in, the, in him who was judged. 
died already. Jesus was died. Because of our sin. He carried our judgment on him. And now you have come to him to find refuge. You are a refuge in Christ Jesus. If God has to punish you for your sins, he has to punish the one in whom you are hiding. And him he already got punishment. That's why salvation is in Christ and Christ alone. Salvation is in receiving the Holy Spirit. Without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are outside of Jesus Christ. And on that day, you will not be considered a redeemed when you are outside Jesus Christ. That's why you must put on the token now. You must receive the Holy Spirit without the Holy Spirit which puts you into Christ. You have caught outside. There are Bible types of that. Egypt when God was passing the capital judgment uh, it's only those who were in the prepared places. Secured places. Marked, marked with blood. You did not mind who you were. Whether you dress as a Hebrew. Whether you are just a uh, you look like Abraham in the appearance. Being your grandfather. No matter how much Israelite you are. If you are caught outside of that house. That is marked with blood. You are slain. Uh, in uh, um, Jericho. Jericho. If you are found outside of Rahab's house, you perished. No matter who you are, if you are Ahab's father, it doesn't matter. If you say, you know, I've been in that house. I've just got it out just for a short while. And I'm running back in. No way. Anything outside of that house perish. Today, self-day is only and only in Christ. Jesus. Outside of Jesus Christ, there will be death. And how do we enter into Him? By one Holy Ghost baptism. One Holy Ghost baptism. We don't need any argument. 
over they think they are the only ones the two no judgment no no reason for any argument because time is at hand yeah time is at hand if you want to argue, soon it shall be seen. Amen. So it will be terrible to lose to stand before him. Then we also see so number three. The feet of brass. Now, the feet of brass. Uh, the brass is a symbol for divine judgment. And the way brass is hard, that is how tough divine judgment will be. He will crush all his enemies. He will crush all those who rejected him. And he will crush every sin. Amen. Amen. And then now we want to start here. His voice was as the sound of many waters. Now what do the waters represent? Here in Revelation 17.15. The waters which thou sowest are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. His voice was as the sound of multitudes speaking. You know, Voice, waters mean nations, mawanga, races, tongues, amen. That's voices, um, that's many waters. That's many waters. And now, voice like many waters, like the sound of many waters, multitudes of people. That will be testifying. Amen. You see? What is it? It is that the judgment. For these are the voices of the multitudes of witnesses. Who by the Holy Spirit through the ages have testified to Christ and preached his gospel. It will be the voice of every man rising in judgment against the sinner who would not take warning. The voices of the seven messengers will be heard loud and clear. Those faithful preachers 
who preached the saving power of Jesus. Who preached water baptism in Jesus' name. Who preached the infilling and power of the Holy Ghost. Who stood with the word more than they stood with their own life. All of them were the verse of Jesus Christ by the Holy Ghost down through the ages. Amen. John 17:20 says Neither pray I for these alone but for them also which shall believe on me through their word Hallelujah to believe on Jesus through their word. Jesus prayed for you who have believed through my word. Amen. And through the other preacher's word. And through another preacher's word. God has given us a word to tell the people. And through our word, those who believe, Jesus prayed for them. And now our word, our testimony, shall rise against the people of our day. Because all that we preach is recorded. It is not lost in the air. It is somewhere high in the air. And the voice will rise. And it will cry against the nation. We mean the true witnesses. We mean the true witnesses. We mean the true preachers. We mean the true preachers. There are times when I don't have, I don't have uh, patience good enough. So, another mistake. Amen. I'm talking of true witnesses. Not any kind of witness. But true witnesses. Who love your life. I mean, who love the word of God preached more than their own lives. They are there. Their voices will rise against the people who are there. I believe my voice shall rise against this country. To me, that's more than anything. If I die, I die. If I die poor, I die poor. That one thing I'm happy to God. That I have stood faithful with the gospel. I have not sold it for money. I have no compromise for fame and for position and for gain. I have preached the way it was delivered to me by the Lord Jesus Christ.
Even this morning I've been on UBC. UBC. I preach, is there no balm in Gilead? Gilead. I said, why can't one get healed? If there is medicine, and then the person does not get healed, it's most likely that yes, if the medicine is right, he has not taken it to its prescription. You see, that's what Brother Brown told us. Brother Brown said, and this uh, is uh, a, a medical truth that every medicine has poison. And the poison, if it's well concentrated, it can even harm the human life. And then there is an antidote in that poison, in that medicine. And that antidote neutralizes the poison that is only enough to harm the disease, to kill the disease, and spare the human life. He said if you find a quack druggist. He may make a lot of poison. It will kill the disease. But it will also kill the person. All you put a lot of antidotes. And the antidote will do a lot of dilution. That the poison is not strong enough. To kill the disease. But on the door of Pentecost, there is there were a group of persons who came to Abaja. the physician and they asked men and brethren what shall we do? And here I made a prescription for them. Repent everyone of you. Not join church. Not come to speckled bar. Repent. Amen. And be baptized. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this medicine. Is unto you and to your children and to them that are far as the Lord our God shall come. But medicine is there for everyone. If you take that dose properly, you will be healed. You will be saved. Hallelujah. There is no person that can repent. Genuinely repent. Turn away from sin. Confess it. 
and then be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and then he received the Holy Spirit and then he goes to hell no such it will never happen not even one person hallelujah so God was asking why is the health of my people no recovery? Amen. Then I said in the pulpits, many pulpits or in the nation, they are quack druggists. They are not giving the right dose. They approach repentance wrongly. They approach baptism wrongly. They approach the baptism of the Holy Ghost wrongly. Quack dragis. But on the day of Pentecost, Simon Peter was not a quack dragis. Was, was a proper dragis. And the prescription he gave is sufficient. To heal any manner of spiritual disease. To die in the message. The message has the best medicine. The best prescription. Brother Branham talks of a patient who died. And then they were asking themselves why? Because the, the treatment was it the cause of the fault on the treatment. When they, they checked, they found no, the prescription was the right for this disease. And then later on they realized that uh, uh, where he was sleeping, all the drugs. Were put under the pillow and ignored. It will be a terrible thing on the day of judgment to realize that those message books you are putting under your pillow, they are the ones which had. The answer to your soul salvation. And the pillow ignored. They are the ones which had answer to your salvation. Today, many people are dying at the doorsteps of the church. Not because there is no true medicine. But either the preachers in the pulpit are giving a wrong dose. Or the people aren't taking the dose as prescribed. Amen. So my voice, I'm talking about my voice. Because I'm a preacher. And it was committed to me to preach the gospel. And I thank God that I've stood faithfully with the gospel. 
I have not gone around it. But I, I will say like Paul. I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. Amen. So my voice will rise against this nation. I have preached on radio. Not only here. Kampala. I preach on radio in Kabare. I preach on radio in Hoima. I preach on radio in Shaka. I have preached on radio in Arua. Several places. And by that, I believe my voice has entered in every in a lot of homes. Bishops, such bishops. bishop They've heard the preaching. So there is no excuse. Come to this place here. This place you have had a gospel. Amen. If there is a place that has had the gospel loud and clear, and a lot of it, if there is a church that will be judged without any excuse, it is this one. If you don't follow what the gospel has said. So, you see, Brother Ram said, In every age, God has a messenger. So, in every age, God sends a message. Through the minister, through the messenger of that age. And the messenger gives the message for that day. And you know, that food is toward. Is toward. And then the ministers. Five-fold ministers. They get the pick from that food. And they go serving it to the people. According to the grace that God gives each minister. On uh, uh, small level on big level those preaching that message when Luther left there are many ministers that followed his footsteps amen and then Wesley there are many students of Wesley Many disciples of sanctification that put the message in that time having picked it from Wesley. Amen. And uh, now in our time the same. 
But the prophet said, the message comes to the messenger pure. Then from the messenger to five-fold ministry. He said, but though the, the, the men that have been faithfully taught, and then they go out, and then he said, but the problem is always that men who Take it from this messenger. They don't know the importance, the seriousness of saying only what he said. They add in here. They take away there. And soon the message is not pure. And revival dies. Take away here. Add on there. And then soon the message is not pure. Because it should retain its original purity. And then revival dies. Amen. So it is important. For minister to remain faithful. Faithful. To the messenger. And the way he preached. Not to deviate from it. Not to add nothing. So I believe with all my heart. Unless for lack of uh, understanding. Or some ignorance. Where some ignorance has given. Me differently, but I've preached faithfully. Now, that message preached faithfully has power to save the elect of that age. So I have no doubt. I believe out of this ministry. There will be a bride that will meet Jesus Christ. From this ministry. Amen. So on that day. The voice of the prophet will roar against this age. And then the voice of the ministers will roar. My message, my voice will roar. Against this church. And God will ask you why. Why didn't you receive the Holy Ghost? Is it because it was not preached? And then my verse will roll out of this pulpit. It's compelling. Necessary. Essential. That you receive the Holy Ghost. If you don't, you will not come in the rapture. Stay on your knees until you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Then, as the voice will roar, and then the question will face you why? Why didn't you receive the Holy That's how it will be. That will be a terrible day. 
There will be a dreadful day. Amen. 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 Have you ever thought how terrifying it is to a man drifting helplessly toward a cataract? Like you are being moved by water to, <laughs> to a cataract. Think of how Roar, as he approaches, he is sure and certain doom. And just exactly like that is coming the day of judgment. When the roar of the multitude of voices condemns you for not having paid heed it was too late. Take it this very hour for at this moment your thoughts are being recorded in heaven. There your thoughts speak louder than your words. Like the Pharisee who claimed so much with his mouth. But not listening to the Lord. His heart became corrupt. And even until it was too late. Even now this could be your last call. To hear the word. And receive it unto eternal life. It will be too late when you approach the roar of the many voices of judgment and doom. Amen. It will be too late. Hallelujah. No, deacons, you don't have to move among people. Today, today. I just say, uh, uh, I just say, uh, you just leave it to me today. This is not a bed. We don't come to church to sleep. And deacons are not yours. You are houseboys. So, but have you ever noticed how sweet and relaxing the sound of water can be? I like to fish. And I like to find a spot where the water is whispering in ripples. I can just lay back and hear it. Peace and joy and contentment to my heart. How glad I'm to be anchored in the heaven of race. Where the voice of the Lord speaks peace. 
as the word of the waters of separation has declared. How thankful we should be to hear his voice of love and care and guidance and protection. And someday we will hear that same sweet voice speak. Not in judgment. But in welcome to us whose sins have been remitted by his blood. Whose lives have been spirit filled. And whose work was in the word. What could be more precious than to hear the multitudes of welcoming voices? And be surrounded by those multitudes who have believed unto eternal life. Oh, there is nothing like it. I pray that you'll hear his voice and harden out your heart. But receive him as your king. Amen. You see, the same voice will be speaking peace. Comfort. Come to the redeemed. And it will be speaking judgment. It will be terrifying to those who rejected it. Do you know the rejecters here? You see, if you have been in the church, that preached to you the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive him. There are not two ways about it. You rejected it. In the time of uh, uh, Moses, in Goshen, if a Jew was outside of a, of a blood-marked house. They are not, they will not be two ways. It would be he refused the blood. He refused the word. He rejected Moses. He refused Moses' message. Today, God has not refused to give you the Holy Ghost. No, 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 no. God will never be guilty of not giving you the Holy Ghost. But have you met his requirements? Have you fully repented? Total obedience to the word. Entitles you to the token. Have you totally obeyed the word? Have you totally repented? Have you sought God for it? Is it more than life to you? So, without that, you are a rejecter of the Holy Ghost. 
And you will be asked why. Why? Amen. So, but he welcome to us whose sins have been remitted by his blood. Whose lives have been speedy filled. And whose work was in the word. What could be most precious than to hear the multitudes of welcoming voices and be surrounded by those multitudes who have believed unto eternal life. Oh, there is nothing like it. I pray that you will hear his voice. And harden not your heart. But receive him as your king. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of God. What a judgment it will be. What a blessing it will be to the elect. You see, we'll be seated with him. In his seat. Judging the nation. We will not face him. But we shall face the world in judgment. We will be seated on his side. They will be running from us. And we from him. Because they heard. We told them. They refused. How terrible it will be. Amen. You see. God. He has two sides. There is no one that can be kind. Like Jesus. No one. Tariyo. Even his kind countenance. No mother, nobody can be so kind. Like Jesus. Amen. But there is no one who can be so angry. No one can be so ruthful. I mean ruthless. Like God. On that day he will be so ruthless. That day. Amen. Let me speak this. Abana, abali muchachi kubanga bazadeba abwebakiriza. Let me speak this to the children who are in church because their parents are believers. Neba ulire njiri. And they hear the gospel. Bulirucha. Every morning, every day. Neba tachuka. And they don't change. Kubanga bali indechi sera. Because they are waiting for a time. Nebali kolechi kolobera echi semba yo. When they will do the last day or sin. And they go out completely. Let me tell you this, young men. And young ladies. God is so patient. There is no patient one like him. 
But when he gets angry, there is no one who can be ruthful like him. There is no one who has no mercy than God. And there is no one who is so kind like God. I don't know where you understand those statements. If you isolate one like this, you, uh, I can become a false prophet. He said there is no one who is merciless like God. I believe even murder. I believe even a murderer, you can plead to him and he had, has mass on you. But not God if he has decided to judge. Uh, I hear in Rwanda, murderers who used to kill people, they would come and kill parents, and they reached a child. It was a girl child. And the child cried. And the child said, have mercy upon me. I will not be a Tusi anymore from today. And they had mercy on the child. And they said, it's, it's, the child did not make herself a Tusi. Now she's repenting that she will not be a Tusi anymore from today. And they left the child. Yet they were full of demons of murder. That's why I've said that even a murderer can have mercy. If God's mercy is spanned or it's finished, there is no crying that can bring mercy to him. That's why he's so patient. So that when mercy leaves him, it's over completely. That's why the Bible speaks about the, the cup of his wrath. That is not yet full. When it's filled and it overflows, then there is no any other place left for mercy. There's one house uh, of a man called Eli. He was a high priest. He was a pastor. But the children of that pastor, they were naughty. But where is that? They were ministers. Naye Baba Ebintu Sadaka but they would steal of the sacrifices that has been brought in the house of the Lord for sacrifice. And they would eat them. And they would do so many naughty things on the women. And God bear with them. And they would come and tell the pastor. Pastor was a very God fearing man. A very God fearing man. But his children were naughty. 
like some of the children of the believers. And the parents you'd feel if your child would stay in church even if he looks how, it doesn't matter how he looks some of you parents when they uh, excommunicate your child you start getting problems with the church why did they excommunicate him that I didn't repent well. What's repenting well or thoroughly? And you start siding with a child. Now hear this. That naughtiness that you're, uh, you're causing him to be, that's not how God looks. The other day there was a young man who came here and we excommunicated him. We didn't excommunicate him. But he went in the world and married an unbeliever. After he came here, that he wanted to come back. And we told him, Not here. Siwano. Not here. Siwano. We forgive you for that. Find another church. The other day he sends me a message. I've been from home. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now I want you to advise me Which church should I go to? I told him the business of choosing church is your responsibility. I don't choose for you church because church you choose is your own risk. It's your own risk. If it's a good one if it's a wrong one you are lost so that I cannot carry that on my head you are the one to choose and that was it but what I know sometimes we feel for the parents also. But you cannot help it. Parents feel the parents feel if they would stay in church and they don't become wolves outside there. That's a very good concern. That's also how I feel about my child. But hear this. If he's, he or she is not born again it cannot help that child. It cannot help that child. God will not keep on covering him or her with mercy. Like some of the deeds that I hear among the churches in Kenya. Don't you think even those deeds are not here? They are here. There's a case that I know. The young man impregnated a girl and he married her. After he married her, there are all children born in the church and in the message. He loved another one, a child of another believer, impregnated her, and they aborted. And he loved another one. And he loved two at a go. He has his wife at home. This is a young man. He sings in the conventions. 
The one that he married, he first defiled her. He has defiled another one's child. And he has defiled another one's daughter. He has impregnated the other one they've aborted. Children of believers. That's one case. And another case and another case. Children of believers. They sing in the choir. That's why sometimes I feel so sad when I, uh, I see kind of carrying on among the youth. But that boy is still in the church. And he's still singing. Children of believers. If that one would be excommunicated in church, the mother or the father would feel a complex. My child. My child. Then you know, now you put that one aside. Now I have another one. <laughs> Some of the things that I hear, they just amaze me. All those are young men, daughters and sons of believers. The message has become a religion. But the parents who know about the converted. They know very well these children are not converted. The parents know they are not prayerful. They don't fast. They don't have zeal for the things of God. But they just keep on pulling them, dragging them. I want to tell you this. If we would excommunicate those children, either with a hard preaching, or we excommunicate them literally that you go and the church only remains with the old, the old ones those who are saved when they were really saved it's painful because your God does not have grandchildren God is not a grandpa the foundation on which your parent was saved that's the foundation on which you have to get saved your parent was convicted in his or her heart and he was pricked because of sin and your parent sought to recover from it and he cried for, to God. And God washed him or her. And he or she sought God. And filled her or him with the Holy Ghost. On the level that he or she was saved. You will not get saved on a different level. You will not enter from another ticket. That's the ticket. This issue of the parent coming for the overnight and you stay back because you are a grandchild of God, those things don't work. Those ones are old. They are old. We are still young men. Now see this. Those parents of yours, they were serious with God when they were even youthful than you. More than you are. 
My daughter is the age at which I got saved. And when I got saved, I felt it was late. I wished I got saved earlier. But my daughter is the same age when I got And I was hot. It would be very foolish for her to think that kind of is for them. They are old. No! We didn't begin when we are old. We began when we are young. We didn't wait for age. You are only being Deceived by the devil. You are heading to your doom. And believe it or not. You will be doomed if you don't repent. You will regret when it is too late. God has no grandchildren. Just sinning in church. Sinning in church. Church sinners. How? How dare you have racketings and groupings where you discuss immorality. Believers sing in church and you discuss sex and immorality until I've had a, I've had a church where they have some youth even who go to places and do group sex. Let like dogs. Where did you get the guts? Where did you get the conscience? God will not tolerate you forever. You may survive today. But every dog has its day. One day. God's judgment is going to catch up with you. May it be now. When there is still mercy. One day. It will be too late. Salvation is a serious matter. The Bible says, if those words preached by angels, we are so serious. And every disobedience was condemned. How shall you escape? No escape. Sin will be judged. Whether it is in whose life, it doesn't matter. Sin songa. God hates sin. Katonda chawe chibi. Straight is the gate. Ekuba funda. 
and narrow is the way. He redeemed them. And he destroyed them in the desert. And he saw in his wrath. That he shall never see his rest. God hates sin. Although he loves the sinner. These words are serious. We should read this Bible with fear and trembling. We should listen to this message with fear and trembling. We must look at the darling door and see whether there is still blood. It's very serious. Between death and life, you have one life. And when it is lost, there is no spare to it. These words, men were burnt alive for just translating it in your language so that you can read them. But here we are with all the message. God has facilitated us with all truth and here you are dropping over it making debates about the word you want a preacher who preach 30 minutes and you say that is a good preacher shame on you one day you will long for a preacher to preach the whole day for you in hell and it will be too late And it's not far. It's not far. One day, the master seat will be full of smoke. No more master. But every sin will be judged. Blessed are they who have washed their garments in the blood of the Lord. Blessed are they. Blessed are they that have been filled with the Holy Spirit hiding in the body that will never be judged. The rich man in hell he longed to see his brothers repent. So that they don't follow him. Lest they follow him. Let a dead rise. Go preach to my brothers. Not to go my way.
God said I will rebuke the house of Eli. I'll do a thing in Israel. That those who hear it, their ears will tinkle. And one day, the enemy invaded. And his invasion was God's divine judgment. And the sons of the pastor, they got, they lost their lives in the battle. And the ark was taken. When the message was brought to Eli, Eli just collapsed and died. His children slain in the service. One of them, his wife whom I left at home, was pregnant. And she immediately had the news. She was gripped by pants and produced a child. And said, this is Ichabod. He shall be called Ichabod. For the glory of God is departed from Israel. That was pastor's home. That was pastor's children. You believe our children. Take warning. God will not spare you because of your father. If he did not spare the children of hell, he will not spare you. Because sin must be under the blood. God hates sin. You must hate it. You must turn to God. Because before it is too late, God will not take these rotten message churches just because of the message. Not just because of the text of the box. Full of sin and immorality and evil. You must repent. Be right with God. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. One of these days is going to be too late. That's why the Bible calls it a dreadful day. It is terrible and dreadful. No sin will escape him.
Amen. <coughs> Voice of many waters. Out of his mouth. And in his right hand. We are seven stars. How many would like to repent? You want to be right with God. I mean now. Raise your hand if you want to repent. Those who don't want, pray for those who want to repent. Tell God now. I mean right now. If there is a place you must go and confess, Tell God that you mean it. From here, you will go and settle things. Amen. The Bible says if you judge yourselves, then you shall not be judged. But if you don't judge yourself, you will be condemned with the world. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Where is the mourner? Thank you. 
Let us continue on. And he had in his right hand seven stars. Now, of course, we already know from, 20, from verse 20 what the seven stars actually are. And the mystery of the seven stars are the angels. Messengers of the seven churches. Now, we couldn't make a mistake here on any account. As, inter as he interprets it for us. These seven stars are the messengers to the seven successive church ages. They are not called by name. They are not called by name. They are not called by name. They are just set forth as seven. One to each age. From the Ephesian age on down to this Lordship age, messenger brought the message of truth to the people, never failing to keep it, to keep it the word of God to that particular Church age. Each one held to it. They were steadfast in their loyalty to the original light. As each age pulled away from God. His faithful messenger turned that age back to the word. Their strength was from the Lord. Oh, they never could have stemmed that tide. Could never have stemmed the tide. They were safe in his care. For nothing could pluck them out of his hand. And never could anything separate them from the love of God. Let it be sickness, peril, nakedness, famine, sword, life or death. They were truly yielded to him and kept by his omnipotence. They were not concerned about the persecution that came their way. Pain and derision was but cause to give glory to God that they were counted worthy to suffer for him. And in his 
Thankfulness for his salvation. The band with the light of his light. And reflected his love. Patience. Meekness. Temperance. Gentleness. Faithfulness. And God backed them up. With wonder, signs, and miracles. They were accused of being fanatics. And holy rollers. They were denounced by organization. And held in mockery. But they kept true to the word. Now it is not hard to stand up and keep true to the creed, to a creed. It is easy for the devil, for the devil is right behind all that. But it is something else to be true to God's word and go back to what the word originally produced after Pentecost. Not long ago, a man said to me that the Roman Catholic Church had to be the true church as it had been true to what it believed over all the years and kept on growing and not changing. That ain't so at all. Any church with a government behind it and with its own creed behind it, it isn't the word at all. And with no manifested ministry to cause the devil to get aroused, could surely carry on. That was not the criterion. But when you think of that little group. Whose members were sown asunder. Fed to lion. Persecuted. And driven from pillar to post. And yet stayed true to the word. Now definitely that would have to be God. How they survived their battle of faith and carried on still. That is the miracle. And this comfort is not for the seven church age messengers only. Every true believer is in the hand of God and can draw from his love and power and receive the full benefit of all that God is to the believer. What God gives the messenger and how he blesses and uses the messenger is an example to all believers of his goodness and care to all members of his body. Let us stand. Jesus came in the cross there.
Reparations found Freighting all healing stream That flows from Calvary's mouth In the cross In the cross be my glory Till my rapture so shall find rest beyond the river in the cross a trembling soul heaven mercy found me
And you'll be tested by fire. And the word of God is fire. Make your calling and election sure.
Speak to the Lord again. You're getting a teddy mukama. The Bible says, Seek him when he can still be found. Call on him when he's still near. 